Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files, and I'm Ken Knapsack for another edition of the interview. That is right, I have got a couple of guests. One is a returning Knapsack Files veteran, and one is a Vestal Virgin, the first time in the Knapsack Files studios. But he is a broadcast and uh, director, editor, production veteran as well. So we're going to be in good hands, and they have a new show out, a, a podcast out that I want you guys to know about. So that's what we're doing. We're gathering around. We're talking. First, returning to the show is Scott Tommaso. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, that was a, that's good. That started off as a, as a, as a good. Uh, it wasn't very good. Let's do that again. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, Scott Tommaso. Hey, what's up? Oh, there you go. I am go. so happy you... to be here again. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a while. It's, it's been, been a, a while. You were you were first iteration, like first phase of Napsock. I was. I was. You might even had the crappy mics. That sounded like I was underwater. That I bought for like twenty bucks. I thought that was by design. That was uh, that was just fine. Yeah, it was the yeah. Napsack Files underwater show. All right, uh, but yeah. now I got it, these beautiful mics from these, Rode, mm, who uh, nice. provided the uh, broadcaster mics here. So shout out to them I, as well. I will say this: yeah. you have an like exquisite, mm. exquisite layout here. They make me sound so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, they, but it was because you know last time we did it, it was quite different. It was very different. This is this is like real deal Holyfield stuff here. I love it. Yeah, I started so with I'm some, just, I'm started just with some gear from Radio Shack. Like we're talking twenty dollars <laughs> stuff. And kids, that's the lesson: just get equipment and start. Actually, kids out there are going, "What the hell is Radio what Shack?" What is Radio Shack? That's Radio a good thing. Uh, just like you and me playing with our Nintendo sixty four. Oh yeah. Uh, joining us, like I said, the Vestal Virgin to this thing here is Sam Labrati. What? Uh, oh, am I? Uh, uh, I can. Thank you. And it's wonderful <laughs> being on your show. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> now, I've worked with you both before on a great little fun web series called Those Guys. Oh, that's just the Burbank Airport. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Plane, plane might be landing on us. We don't know. Chandler, <laughs> Chandler uh, I'm here at the running bike, uh, biking path. That can't wait a that's minute. Good. That actually might be water. That sounds more like my, a toilet flushing. Yeah, my, my neighbors wait to do their dishes right when I start recording. It's Sweet. happened a few times, Sweet. and I just have to roll through it. It's part of the – remember my – the Napsack Files – Right, Napsack Files listeners will remember the stomping Russian neighbor I had above me <laughs> at the last studio. This is the problem of broadcasting in an apartment complex. <laughs> he, was, he looked like a villain from Witness. It was great. But uh, I work with you guys on this web series, Those Guys, Those which guys. is still up on YouTube. You guys still out there up. should check it out. It's very funny. I played the character of Tucker, who was that guy, and the show transitioned into Those Guys. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That was fun. That was years ago. Yeah. But I will tell you this. This is yeah. going to be an exclusive right yeah. here oh, oh, on I the Napsack Files. I love it. I, I hope my wait. neighbors are listening. There is yeah. the, the unreleased episode Mm, that's right. The we lost, have an unreleased episode. The lost episode. The lost episode? Which that one is will this? be released yeah. within the next 30 days. 30 really? days from now. So we, we are... I kid you not. Wait, wait, wait. That's assuming... That's yeah. assuming I can find the files. I actually have the files. No. I have been editing it. Shut up. So... So those guys was a show based around this guy Tucker that I played. That's kind of a, how would you describe? Because he's a real life character, right? It's got yeah, who's there? He is. He's based off a real life. Uh, I will. He, you can say character. He is yeah. a character in real life. One uh, of those guys. He's one like, of. He really is one of those guys. Right. <laughs> and uh, I will say through the uh, the audition process, well, there really wasn't one because yeah. there really was just one person who could play this guy. <laughs> And that's Ken Napsick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's based on a real guy, and he, and he really does do all these crazy things. So right. a lot of the things you see on the show are exactly yeah. what based I on reality. This guy, that's a lot true. of lot Very of funny true. stuff. Me waking up uh, un- almost undressed, almost <laughs> naked in a bathtub. <laughs> 
It's I true. mean, Lou Santini, comedian Lou Santini, co-starred in it. Uh, we we had a lot of good people in it, and so there's. I'm excited oh. about a lost episode. Yeah. Any yeah. hint of what it might be, if I remember correctly? I think it I is, know what it is. It but. is the. the uh, it's. Yeah. Uh, let's just say there's going to be a little bit of um, romance. Yes, Ooh. that's that's the way to say it. Ooh. All right. Ooh. Yes. In in yeah. the way that Tucker, in, in only the way that Tucker can have romance. Right. That's, yeah. uh, this is a kind of character that. Speaking of true. romance, you yeah. know my favorite episode was yeah. the one where you had your dog swallowed the wallet. Yes. And you had to dig through the dog poop. Yeah. That I mean, was amazing. That was the the class. <laughs> Class level entertainment that we had going on. That was on. high class. That was a day I had to have a wallet covered in some sort of pudding mixture, and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. spent a lot of takes <laughs> digging through it. And it is a true story. And it's a true. It's story. a true story. As so, my wife calls that episode, high concept. It's very high concept. <laughs> yeah, for the dog especially. <laughs> Whatever that means, I don't know. Yeah. From there, you guys transitioned. Uh, you guys, how long have you guys worked together? You guys have known each other. You're friends, obviously, but you worked together through a lot of different projects, right? Since 2006. I would say, yeah, 2006. Ooh. That sounds about right. When we worked at the former TV Guide Network. Oh, That's right. Yeah. Former slash Lionsgate slash CBS slash Pop, Pop TV. Slash a lot of things. Right yeah. now, it's called Pop TV, but who knows what next week. Will be. Yeah, could be something else. <laughs> Thus is a life of high cable channels. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what did you do there, Sam? Well, I was an editor. So that's your primary trade, right? Uh, yeah, for now. For it's now. the moneymaker. Yeah, it's the moneymaker. Shake but it, you baby. know what? We work together kind of the same way we've worked together all the way through our relationship, and that is he I, comes up with stuff and I make it work. That's right. That's a, But that's, that's how right. it's supposed to be. So you're, I mean, how would you describe yourself, Scott, your skill set? Producer well, producer slash, first. That right. is by trade. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would Alcoholic. consider myself... Yeah. Right. That's in there somewhere, probably. <laughs> no. I mean, you're a fan, fan of per- beer. <laughs> I am Lockers. a fan of beer. There's IPAs. no question. Uh, and yeah, British per- food. I, anything, anything British. Uh, anything. High concept gourmet. That's right. <laughs> hey, that's the best stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah. my neighbors no. are done washing. That's oh, great. All right. Congratulations on the shower, neighbors. Can we uh, let's start recording? Then. Yeah. Press. <laughs> and now. Yeah. And we're on. Producer, writer, director—you know, you, you name it. I've done it. You've done it all. You've yeah. done it all. You worked on a lot yeah. of stuff, and then you guys—you worked on a, on a great podcast uh, along with with Sema, your producer there. Right. Um, the Ten Reasons Why Show, right? Yeah, yeah, that was a good run. Yeah, and then yeah. You, you did uh, you did video with that as well. You, you were the and you guys were like the first who were who were like come to our podcast, which now has video. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, we actually You're you know visionaries. This, Scott. It, <laughs> this isn't going to be like you know NABSIC files uh-huh. like. Numbers, but you know we did cross a we crossed a a, a plateau recently. Yes, yeah. recently yeah. We, we crossed. We got our ten thousand ten thousand followers. Um, We've so duped ten thousand people. That's all you need, man. <laughs> you just you need one for an empire. But I will say this: that is a good. It's a, it's a money maker. It still does make us money, and uh, right. which is which is great. I mean, it's nice to have that come in every once in a while. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, you know, we get to do the stuff that we. We will probably talk about. We're going to transition to it very shortly. That but. kind of thing allows us to do other things. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. it's turned out pretty well. You guys are working on a new show called Everybody Has a Story. This is a podcast right now. I could see it going even farther. I could see it being almost a game show if you wanted to be. Oh, my god! It gosh. has that kind of old kind of game show feel. Of, it does, uh, especially when I add the game show music from the bam, 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and this can be found on Trend Punk, which, Sam, I would definitely want to talk to you there. you got something good going there but t- tell me what this show is because we're going to play we're going to do a round and i get uh, folks listening it's not a game show it's a podcast but yeah. we're going to do a little quote round of it here today too yeah. well let me tell you uh ken yes <laughs> actually normally i'm the one that you can't shut up but i'm gonna let scott describe it because he actually came up with the concept oh i did yes you did oh yeah. don't try to deny it all right well, basically, what it is, it's uh, it, it's Sam and I come up with three different stories each, right. each. So it's six total during this show. They're very interesting, bizarre, yeah. strange, like stranger than fiction type stories. Right. So these are short stories. Coincidences. So this won't take up a lot of your time. This is really it's, <laughs> no. I'll, it's, I, I'm going to need it to take up 40 <laughs> minutes of my time. It's no. 30 minutes or less. I think is really what it's. We average around to. 25 to 22 minutes. Yeah. So okay. first half of our show, Sam will read his three stories, or I'll read my three stories, and one of those stories mm-hmm. is false. So it's up to the audience to mm-hmm. figure out. And also whoever is not reading the stories right. to figure out which one is uh, false. And uh, 
Sam doesn't have a great record no. right now. No. But uh, he's in a little slump. A but, little. Uh, what? but they are strange and they're interesting stories. Yeah. And you're just, I think I'm more bewildered by the, the idea that some of these stories that you think cannot be true are true. Are true. I, li- I like it because it works on a lot of levels with like, uh, you know, story podcasting is interesting and, and it's, and you're not doing necessarily like say serial where you're telling narrative every week. However, right. it becomes a slice of life. It becomes a little NPR. You're listening to you guys because I was listening to episodes of work and I just put it on and I just found myself getting lost in the stories. And I think maybe, Sam, that's why you're not picking the right stories. I just get so lost in them <laughs> that when it comes time to pick, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, they all seem so good. They, they do seem good. Why, why, Sam, why is your picker off? Yeah. My picker <laughs> has been off for a while now because, actually, I blame it on Scott's great ability as yeah. a storyteller because I get so into this mode where I'm believing what he's telling me that right. I can't really judge which one's real. Right. And I think my track record is like, you're you're probably 50-50 at this point. Oh, I doubt it. More like 30, 30 <laughs> 70. And what are you, Scott? 70-30, maybe? Yeah, okay. you I've wish. Been, I've been guessing pretty well. Kind That's of. Fair. Sort of. If you want. But, but here's the thing. So once yeah. you start listening, like we've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, a few months. It, I don't know how many, like just dozens and dozens of stories, if not 100 already. Right. That you just, you hear the strangest things and you're just like, okay, well... I've heard something stranger than the one you just told me that was true. So this has got to be true. Right. So it starts messing with your head a little bit. Right. By the time you get to the third story, yeah. you're like, wait a minute. The one before was really outrageous. So that right. must have been the false one. But then you hear another one that's yeah. totally outrageous. You pick up a little like the man thought his dog talked to him. That can't be real. And the next one, it's his cat. You're like, well, which one is it? <laughs> one of those is false. One of those animals one spoke. Help us figure <laughs> it out. And you it. can send us your story. Oh, yeah? If you have a true story or if you have a really good made-up one, right? you send it to us. We'll read it. And if we pick your story or even record you or, reading or, it, do, or do your audio. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll just do your air audio. the audio. Well, if you want to send us an audio file, we'll yeah. air it. And the person whose story we pick will get some of our swag. Swag. And this uh, – so I'm, I'm right now on the website, trend, trendpunk.com, just That's like right. it sounds, guys. Trendy. And punk together at last. Trendpunk.com, and you can uh, submit your story here. Now, Scott, you said earlier you find stories or you grab them or you collate. How how do you source this? Just hours of research. uh, Old Reader's Digests? (laughs) Old Penthouse (laughs) Forum letters? All right, did you tell him? We find them wherever we can find them. Yes. No, you know, there is there's if I research. Knew the sources, would that be that would help you, me pick? You would, I will tell you this. Mm-hmm. I, I goggled I, them myself. I can't <laughs> I goggled them. I can't I can't say where Sam gets them, but I do what? a lot of research on these. Yeah, so yeah. for me it's it's not just <laughs> And I don't just, yeah. No, I know you do. But but you have to you do have to check it to make sure okay. that it's a true story or not. And then of course we make up the the false ones. We write them ourselves. We write them ourselves. So, so we get wow. a little writing in there. Yeah. This is a, this is a, oh, checks a lot of boxes in it, your skill sets here. It does. Yeah. And it, so this is not an easy show. Right. It's not easy. I mean, there's no. a lot of research that's involved, and then you got to come up with a story. When we usually shoot like yeah. two or three of these podcasts, you know, every time we meet up. So you're talking tons of shows and tons of and you release stories them once a week, or? about once a, once a week. week. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can see I I love this concept. Like I said, I've been listening, but also I'm overwhelmed by it. You can tell my style of podcasting. I invite you over. What uh, style? You you bring your own beer, and then Sam goes, "What's the show?" And I go, "Just <laughs> we'll figure it out. Just when the mics go on, just follow my lead. We'll figure it out. No research needed." I'm starting to think your way is better than our way. I, it's a show know, about nothing. Right? It is a show about nothing. <laughs> Napsack Files is about life, the universe, I, and everything. I think right. it's about everything. Forty two. Yeah. Forty two. That's right. <laughs> my my respect for Douglas Adams runs deep. Mine um, too. He was a great man. Absolutely. But here's the other thing, and, and you said you've been listening to, yeah, yeah. to the, the episodes. So because Sam is who he is, with the, yeah. he's a great editor, he's a great yeah. sound guy, there's a lot of stuff that he puts in there. There's a lot of music, we put yep. in sound effects, so it really does kind of capture your... your uh, your senses when you're listening to this. I, I was these, listening to the these. episode titled "Murder She Wrote." I believe oh, yeah. was the one today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that. So how long? What's the turnaround of these episodes, Sam? Well, it depends. Uh, depends on how many beers he's had. Yes, which depends. Fair. Which which correlates with how many edits he has to make. Mm. Right. Like sometimes 
we just can't get through an episode. Like, we'll record for an hour for a 20-minute episode. What do you yeah. mean you can't and get through? And sometimes they just come right out. <laughs> you fall asleep, you take a nap. <laughs> like, what are you doing? No, and then I, then I chop it up and I pull it together and make it look like we know what we're doing. I love it. Yeah. And then it's just smooth. We put a little nice music for each story. It has its own background music and right. sound effects layers. I'm telling you, we should just go live to tape, man. I don't know. Nah, nah. I mean, it's t- you end up sounding, sounding like me. You end up with your neighbors running the shower. Well, that's true. You end up, you know, that's with true. phone. My mom texting me. You know, the, I, 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 Sam's way may have some. No, actually, the other day, validity. the other day that's we true. had to cut the recording short because my wife showed up. Yeah, I mean, she, I the mean, garage door went open because <laughs> you reco- your studio and your studio is very impressive. When I was there before, it's got it. It if you didn't know it was in a garage in a nice house in the valley, you would think it was an actual functioning studio. Well, that's because I have that background. Yeah, and you've—I mean, when I say it's like it is a functioning studio, but then occasionally the garage door opens and your wife pulls in. (laughs) That's a. And then I say cheese at the wife. All right, goodbye. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) And and Scott runs out. I wasn't supposed to be here. You Um, did tell her, Sam. And this is uh, this is found on Trend Punk. And before I I do want to hear some stories here, but Sam, tell me a little about what this is because this is this is where our industry is now. Getting this digital content out here, finding the stuff. You guys work in traditional TV Uh, that has still the I I don't want to. It has the money and it has the stability. Though our jobs are always in flux, it would seem. Yeah. But it has this. It's still the standard. But digital is the future. We know that. You've started something with Trend Punk. What is this? Trend Punk is a broadcasting network for podcasts and uh, we're going to expand to streaming Mm. so that it's like a radio channel that's just the show streaming that's how you need to do it yeah right now it's you know subscriber based so you go to itunes or uh stitcher or any one of your favorite uh podcasting uh places platforms platforms, subscribe and then every week you'll get a new episode Mm. And that's where we're at now. We have two shows on trendpunk.com. Yeah. And one's uh, hosted by a couple of guys who were starting their own meadery. Meadery? Meadery. Meadery. As in like steak? Mead. No, no, no. no. Like mead. 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 Like mead. the drink. Mead. Like, you know, honey wine? Like if I was in Game of Thrones, I'd have a nice thing of mead and, and pork. Okay. Uh, mead yes. and pork. Mead. Mead. And then you meat. pork somebody. Yeah. Whoa, wait. Ooh, well, that, yeah. is, that is Game of Thrones. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so meadery. Yes, and they they visit uh, breweries all over Southern California, which is the world mecca for microbrewing, right. and all these uh, specialty breweries and wineries and meaderies and all kinds of places where they make ales and things. Right, and uh, the hosts, uh, Raf and Chris, uh, are both. Uh, well, I don't want to use the word alcoholic. That's a little strong. Stringent. <laughs> they, tough, love, they love their mead. Yeah, I mean, I find you're making it, it right? They're, they're, I find it amazing it. that they actually get through a show <laughs> to the end <laughs> and remember good. to tell people. The show's called Designated Drinker. Right. Okay? And at the end of the show, they say, we're designated drinkers. If you're the designated drinker, make sure you have a designated driver. Sure. I can't believe they get that far to be able to they, say that as drunk as they get. They <laughs> clearly have designated drivers. We yeah, would hope. We encourage responsible right. drinking. That's because right. every that's episode, right. they go to a new brewery and they, they sample the wares. Yeah. And sometimes they've sampled too much. Yeah. <laughs> and it, well, if it's that good. Hilarity ensues. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, it is a good... I don't know if you've listened to it. It is, it is actually I a very yet. good show. It's, a, it's very informative. He, they really know their beers, especially right. their meads. But uh, the, the, he's, he's, Chris is in particular, because I know Chris, mm-hmm. he's been doing this for a long time. So if you're looking for like really good information yeah. and uh, you want to find something new in the Southern California area you in particular... You want to find a meadery? And you should go to Chris's yeah. meadery. I can't remember the name of his meadery that he's doing. but Well, they're not actually open yet. Not yet. But they're working on it, and yeah. they've, they, I've seen some of the gear they have. I sold them a refrigerator <laughs> when I was moving in with my wife because she had her own, and hers was nicer. You're building, you're building meteries with your leftover equipment. And, and you know what he did? He put beer taps in the door. He drilled holes, put beer taps in the door. <laughs> Love it. Wait, that's not what you're supposed to do? It's amazing. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's, I yeah. think that's, yeah. That well, man is dedicated to his craft. Here's what I was going to, we didn't mention this earlier. We were about to, but we didn't do it. But if you do want to send in your stories for everybody has a story. Right. Make sure you send it to stories at, at trendbunk.com. 
And yeah. so you can send in your audio, audio file that way or send in your, your typed out story. Or if you want, you can go to the website and there is a form you can fill out yeah. and do it that way. Either way, we'll get in touch with you. We'll get your story. And you'll get the swag if you'll we pick you. get the swag. I love the swag thing. And I love this thing you're saying here. I am no tech wizard. I am no prognosticator. I'm not like Professor Scott Galloway and L2 predicting, you know, <laughs> trillion-dollar companies and stuff like that. Um, but I still think podcasting is huge. Obviously, we know, we know it's huge. I'm an old radio guy, as you know. You unlock that streaming and how to stream live podcasts and get them into your car. If I can press on my screen, and I know they were Stitcher was working on this a while ago, mm-hmm. but I have a 2004. For Camry, so I don't know what's in cars now. <laughs> um, the, that if you get a podcast by the press of a button in a car, you've launched it into a new oh, stratosphere. Yeah. So live streaming of shows, uh, uh, you know, and there are live. I know, I know people will probably tweet me. There's, there's some, you know, I was, you know, over at Toad Hop where they were trying this stuff too. But, but if you can unlock it on a smaller level. Uh, in a in a garage in your house, then you are onto the next level. Well, we're heading we're heading there, and eventually we will have a real studio. I love it. As soon as we get some sponsors, that's well, <laughs> and that's the key, and that's what I'm talking about. Where TV, old media yeah. has that money still because the old guys running the ads haven't figured out. No, oh you know, wait, they've noticed. They're, they're noticing. They've noticed. They're noticing, and they're coming to call in. I love that. I love that. So trendpunk.com, and I'm sure you'll eventually you'll expand your repertoire of shows. Yes, but you got two solid. We have several out. planned. Or in the planning stages. So first, uh, we started with Designated Drinker, and everybody has a story. Right. But we're going to have all kinds of really cool shows that we've been uh, grooming, Grooming. getting ready. And I I think you're being a little modest, Sam. Oh, please. Which is very rare. I mean, he rolls in here with his Mercedes Benz and his leather jacket. He's being modest because, and and this is my, I mean, I'm on the show too, but everybody has a story, has actually taken off pretty well. Yeah. So I'm actually, you got to be, you know, just really grasp it, man. Yeah. Yeah, Go with it. Own it, man. Speaking of taking off, the the statistic that is boggling my mind, I don't know what it is, but I think I have a clue. 40% 40% of our listeners are in Japan. Really? I can't believe that it. I don't understand amazing. it. But I was talking to my son about it, who does our social media stuff for yeah. us. And it came to us that maybe it's because Japanese people love the English language. Yeah. And they like listening to it as a way to get used to hearing it and speaking oh, yeah. it. Yep. And listening to podcasts and listening to something like us where why, we're telling stories. But why would anybody try to learn English from you From me? From me? me. <laughs> Well, you know, English well, is get, my third do language. They, not know? they gotta learn how that's to do true. it wrong first that's and then true. then build from there. That's that's a good point. That's, that's interesting. Oh well and, and they're so, you know, I I, I get it. There they they, they uh, you go over there. My writing partner, Matt, went over there as a six foot five white guy and it was like, <laughs> you know, who are you? Everyone wanted to sit down and figure out who he is. So they're you know, they're obsessed with, with a little bit of our culture just as we are theirs. So it's not a cultural to exchange. The women. Yeah, so <laughs> there you go. Well, I, your wife might come to the garage now, Sam. Be careful. Hey, <laughs> I'm assuming your demographic is a lot of you know uh, a lot of young females. Giggity. Uh, nope, nope, <laughs> it's not. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I, it's well come versed. On now. It's well versed, and you know, I, I get my numbers, and and there's there's a lot of country UK big in the UK. I'm not big in the UK, so but my numbers are bigger. And uh, about I know, twenty stone. Yeah, twenty stone for me, <laughs> and rising. Uh, and then I would say also uh, I, I've got the Australia a lot too. Oh, I think yeah. it's because early on I had, Ma- I had Maud Garrett and Alicia Malone on as guests, and I think oh. I picked up an Australian audience there. Sweet. Um, those numbers are fascinating, but what's also fascinating is the stories you tell. Do you want to do a story here? Do a story, Sam. I actually picked one in yeah. case I would be asked. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we got to guess if this is true or false. So this, All right. This is a true... No, well, no, no, wait. I mean, no, no. That's not... I didn't mean to say true. Mm-hmm. It's not true. It's not false. Stricken, we don't know yet. Stricken from the record. What I meant to say, this is a story that's coming up on episode number 10. So it's a preview. It's a preview. I love it. And I call this He Who Dealt It. You can... <laughs> we can figure it surmise out. Surmise okay. what it is. Basically, right. the story is about an unhealthy diet and a closed room with no ventilation are being blamed for the death of a man who was killed by his own gases. All right. I'm, I'm, so far, I'm believing it's possible. <laughs> That's right, folks. <laughs> this guy farted himself to death. <laughs> uh, 
There were. <laughs> Does, is that the end of the story? This is, no. Is that the end of the story? All right. Well, there were guess. no. Wait, wait. <laughs> there were no marks on the body, and uh, para, paramedics couldn't figure out okay. what happened. Although they themselves got sick from the fumes in the room. All right. And there were the. Uh, the autopsy showed that he had been eating a lot of true story beans. Okay. Well, maybe it's a Why true do you story. keep saying true story? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not in my element. I'm not in my garage. <laughs> I'm not in my you element. You want me to edit some sound effects under you? <laughs> yeah. Could you do something there? <laughs> That's better. Oof. Open a window. Uh, well, All right. So there it is. Okay. Guy killed by his own fart. So the, so the question is, did a guy really fart himself to death? That's right. That's so really you guys are going to have to guess. True or false? I mean, uh, here's the thing. Even though you, you've said the word true a couple times, I don't, I don't necessarily take that as anything. because No, it was a, it was a slip up. No, faux pas. I, I, I'm, I'm analyzing this. I definitely think I've been in some situations where yeah. I could see this, <laughs> where some stuff is kind of hit that room and it's so thick that it, it comes out with like you know a point of view and an agenda i i understand <laughs> but uh to do it this is like when you hear the stories i'm, sh- I'm showing my math here and yeah. i want to hear your math yeah that's um, um this is like those stories we hear but people played video games for 36 hours straight and die or something right, like that right i have trouble believing that but it happens too many times it happens to deny it. you know your body shuts down though then i play Ages of Empire 2 for eight hours on my God, I old love, computer. I love that game. Ages of Empire is great. And I, I remember one time I had an eight-hour session to play in it. And then a friend came over, and he, he was concerned for my health. <laughs> so I get it now. Let me ask you something. I play that game. How do you get eight hours out of one session? Without, is it a nonstop game, or are you talking about several games? Uh, no, a couple games. Oh, okay. Because I, right. I, I had a problem with Ages of Empire, which for those who never played it, it's a medieval real-time strategy game where you build up your armies and your villages and your castles and your trebuchets and your archers and your long archers, and you go fight. And you fight other uh, different cultural – like there's a, a you Japanese can team. Yeah, you can choose. There's Scottish, Irish, British, all that kind of stuff. Very cool. Um, yeah, it's a great game, and I – I had a habit of getting bored, so I would <laughs> cultivate all the hay or whatever you need first to build up your armies and yes. your stores, and then I just would launch I, as much as I could, 20 trebuchets, <laughs> 20 longbowmen, and I would just attack and usually die. Been yeah, there. The, yeah. the slow Been and there. steady, to, it always works on that game. Yeah, then you have build, 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 and then just throw everything. Yeah, and then you have because I would play online with some friends in the early days. I remember Command and Conquer early. Oh, I love that show. Yeah, mid '90s when I was in radio, we used to play on Friday nights, and I had a couple friends who were so good at just like little little guerrilla warfare attacks, little sneak, boom, 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 tick, and they just they picked me apart slowly. So I get it. I'm on a I'm on a jag right now with Company of Heroes one. Yeah, that's good. That's you know World War Two. For some reason, I have a real connection with that period of time, and I. From when I was a little kid, I know everything Studying about the, the military, the yeah. equipment, the planes. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't know why. I must have been in World War to II in another that. life. To yeah. button that. You know, they are, but but they are coming out with another Age of Empires. It's mm. coming out soon. Really? On what system? On PC. Oh, really? So they still got your that. PC. It's coming out soon. You can see over there, I've got a 10-year-old Dell. Actually, it's a 12-year-old Dell under that Nintendo 64. You know, wow. I was going to say, I looked over and I saw the Nintendo 64. The Nintendo 64. We're going to talk about that in a second, but I want to get back to the story. Yeah, go ahead. Work, I, I know it was a great sidetrack. I love that here. Um, I'm I, impressed with that, but what about that dildo in the box over stop there? Stop it. That is oh. a Men in Black <laughs> Neuralizer. Oh. <laughs> but I do admit, when you take the prop out of Will Smith's hands <laughs> and put it on display like I have here, it looks a little it's, inappropriate. It's I'm a just little saying. Fishy, little just fishy. saying. Just saying. Uh, I think the story is... Is true, but I think there's going to be some sort of twist into what he was eating. I think uh, that story is also true. Did I tell you, did I mention what the autopsy showed? You said he had some funny things that he ate. Right. Yeah, beans. Beans. That's Literally. It. So it's just beans. So it's the old story. Wow. But is it, tr- is it true? Beans, beans, they're Wait, good for it, your heart. Is it true? Yes, it is true. Yes. <laughs> true story. Guy died. From inhaling his own fumes, methane right. gas, actually. Right. Like, like that's just, so like, how stupid. does that happen? So the old crack a window phrase actually is a helpful <laughs> yeah, you better do it. life safety tip. <laughs> right. Well, I'm glad they're thinning out the herd that way. Well, yeah, if, if this, yeah, <laughs> if you're able to pull this off to yourself, no disrespect to his family, <laughs> but maybe we didn't need him anyway. No. <laughs> that deserves like a golf clap, I think, at the end, right? Just a, like a... 
Uh, those poor paramedics. How did they? Did they? They got sick. They yeah, got, they literally got sick. They had to call in more paramedics. How bad is that? I almost want to experience that. No, I almost want to be a first responder on that call. <laughs> But no going in and maybe go in and uh, I don't know. You got to have those masks on, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's Send why the firefighters I, I, in first. That's why I call that one "He Who Dealt It." Although on yeah. the on the back end of this, I'm thinking I, maybe I should have called it cash, uh, "Gaseous Clay." You I know like what? That. I I can't wait to actually listen to the the music ambiance and the sound effects. On <laughs> well, this one. yeah, you know what? It was, oh, a, gonna... it was a good preview, and when the episode comes out. The listeners and AppSec files who, who trans- transition over and listen to your show as well are going to get the full version. Monty, oh, yeah. Yeah, the full I, Monty. I wonder, maybe even fear, <laughs> what sound effects you're going to put into it, Sam. I, let me just say that uh, over more than think... 20 years of doing sound effects for feature films and television, right. the entire library will be brought into effect. Love it. <laughs> I love it. You've been working this town that long, huh? How has it changed? How has it changed? Uh, Let's talk your life, Sam. It's it's. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's no, getting you've, it's getting younger. You've been working in this industry. That's a good thing. No matter editor yeah. being your trade, what we're doing now didn't exist back then. So you couldn't imagine. No, I couldn't imagine. And I still can't. Right. And then you guys both. Um, I mean, Scott, you were one of the first to be like, "Hey, let's pull you in on this web series thing," which I was like, "What a TV show on the web? Okay." <laughs> Um, and it wasn't too long ago. We're no. talking what, 2009? Yeah, it was like 2010, I would say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Yeah. So you guys, adu- you guys have attempted and have adjusted pretty good to a changing industry. That's a, that's a credit, Sam. Well, it's survival. That's right? really that. That's a good way to put it. Because if you don't change and if you don't adapt and add to your repertoire, mm-hmm. you're going to get left behind. It all started back when I was a musician and. Before all these home studios started coming out in right. the late 80s, early 90s, you had to go to a studio and pay lots of money to record right. your music or whatever you were doing. And then when that started flooding, the market, the business changed, the look of the business. People were making feature films at home on their laptops. Yeah. That just on blew every, that blew the whole production and post-production world yep. out of yeah. the water. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and as an editor, yeah, you're, you're like, can I edit your movie? No, I got it. There's an app for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't realize that it, you have, besides the app, you actually have to know what you're doing and have years of mm-hmm. experience dealing in a pressure cooker of sitting next to James Cameron, as I did once. Yeah? Yes. And can you try, say the movie? The Abyss. You, you were... Uh, you I didn't the- edit on it. Yeah. I was doing the color correction and transfer of the film, so a which lot of blue. he... Yes, it is a lot of blue. And he was always like, turn up the blue, turn up the blue. It's up all the way, bitch. You know? <laughs> but the interesting about that about James Cameron is yeah. that that movie back then came out in two versions. It came out in Letterbox, which is the widescreen, right. and they called the pan and scan version, which mm-hmm. is the 4x3 for what TVs were before flat screens came right. out. He directed the pan and scan version shot by shot, redirected it, for pan and scan. Really? So, because when you're doing pan and scan... While he made the movie or in the editing No, no, in the edit, in the, in, Got it. In in the telecine coloring bay. Basically, wow. when you're doing the 4 by 3 version, you're throwing away a third of the information, a third of the picture. Right. Yeah. Okay? And he didn't want some guy out of control just willy-nilly choosing what shot to have. He actually directed each shot, and so I had to move the, the, uh, the picture to center on what he wanted of that... 16 by 9. That's that's fascinating. See, we're getting to some good... Everybody has a story, Scott. Right? That's, and you're Scott, your, your story, Sam, is being locked in a room with James Cameron, yeah, which is not you? a lot of people survive. No, I was going to say... How he was I great even, with me. Yeah? In fact, little 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 side, little yeah. aside there. I love it. So we're working, We and he was working on preparing to do uh, the next movie, which I think was... Was yes, it, it was uh, T2? Judgment Day. Yeah. Okay, he was working on Judgment Day. I didn't know what Judgment Day was. Right. So there I am. I'm working in the bay, and he's working at night because they're in pre-production during the day. So he's coming in and working from yeah. 11 o'clock till 8 in the morning. This is also why they got had like four or five marriages, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it didn't do great for mine. Yeah. But I'm sitting there working. He goes out to, to have a cigarette at the time, Yeah. and the phone rings in the bay, and I answer it, and he goes... Is Jimmy there? I'm like, uh, you mean Mr. Cameron? Yeah, 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 Jimmy. Uh, hold on, I'll get him. 
Who do I say is calling? Tell him Ani called. <laughs> really? So I, I'm like, holy sh- <laughs> Shazam, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. On the <laughs> so I run out and I get Cameron yeah. and he comes in and he talks and they're like, yeah, hey, hey, Arnie. He called each other Arnie and Jimmy. Arnie and Jimmy. And it was, it was great. I was like, oh my God. That's, so I love it. It was, I love it. <laughs> how, that was fun. How intense was he creatively? He says he's nice to you. you, you he was good, nice to me. Yeah. Good rapport. But he, he's, he's one of those intense genius types. Well, a lot of people don't like working for him because he's really intense. Right. Uh, he may be different in the edit bay than he is out on the on the lot, sure, or you know on location. Uh, yeah. So I can't, you know, I can't answer that except to say that when he's working yeah. in the edit bay, he was cordial. He listened to suggestions. He was open, mm. and we ended up with a really great. If you ever want to watch that movie in four by three, I have a VHS. Go get a VHS copy. Yeah, think Sam Labrati. Yeah, (laughs) see, that's fascinating. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Everybody has a story. I don't think that one's real, Scott. (laughs) I'm gonna go with false. The fart story true. This one fake. Working with James Cameron, not true. No, that's fascinating. That's great stuff. And see, one of the few uh, highlights of my career. That and being uh, startled by uh, William Shatner, my idol. Who hasn't been startled by Shatner? No, I mean in person. In person. All what right. did he do? All right, you want to hear this story? I do I'll make it really quick. No, no, this is great. This is what the, you asked me before what the knapsack files is. This, this is, is it. it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I used to manage a small post house in Studio City, which is near Burbank. Very, my old stomping ground. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, nobody was there. It was me. I was working in the office. I was paying bills, whatever. And then every time the front door would open, it had one of those uh, alarm things would say, mm-hmm. front door open, you right. know, and then you'd know that somebody was coming in. So I hear it. I go, oh, it must be one of the engineers or somebody coming in. We have nothing scheduled today. Mm-hmm. So I go back. I'm working on the computer. I'm typing along. You know, and then I hear this knock on the door, and a head pops around the door. I turn my head, and it's William Shatner. He goes, am I bothering you? And I went, this <laughs> is true. You. This is true. I turn around. I'm seated. I'm in, I'm in a chair. I'm seated. And I look up, and I go, William Shatner, what are you doing here? And I fell back. Onto the floor, out of my chair. Oh, God, don't <laughs> fall back. That's right. He goes, oh, oh, I don't mean to upset you. I go, no, 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 Mr. Shatter. He goes, call me Bill. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm like a huge fan. I've been a fan of yours since I was a little kid. And this is amazing. What can I do for you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my shop. <laughs> he goes, I need to record a quick PSA. Uh, if you have like, you know, 20 minutes, I'm gonna, I'll engineer it myself. Yeah. So he, he goes, yeah, let me just get my assistant out of the car. And this incredibly hot babe in a miniskirt comes in with the legs that just wouldn't stop. Sure. You know, and it was it was wonderful. He was really cordial, really funny. So he just... I, I kept calling him Mr. Shatner. He, keep, he kept going, please, call me Bill. So wait, so <laughs> Shatner's driving around Studio City looking for a random recording studio? He lives there. And he, he, he must have known about us yeah. or seen one of our ads Seen or it or something like that. Because he just popped in on his own. So That's we went in, we recorded this thing, and it was great. I almost doubt it, but I think it's a true story. <laughs> true story or not? True. What do you yeah. say? True or not? I think, I think that's true. true, because I could see you totally doing that. Yeah. That's me. I, I did fall over. I, I will say this. We did we did an interview with, with Bill Shatner in yeah. like a one-hour special. Or Will, as you like to call him. I call him Will. Because he's a close personal friend. He, of he, he told mm-hmm. me, call him, call him Jim. Jimmy. Uh, so he was, we were doing an interview and you remember Madison Michelle. Yes, of course. Beautiful Madison Michelle. Yeah. Why do I know that name? Uh, she's, she used to be a host. She was quite prevalent back in the day. Yeah. I remember that. But she, uh, she's now a nurse. That's correct. But she did a, she did a sit down with, with Bill. We were producing it. And, uh, so she's like, they do the little, nice little cordial openings. Like, how are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to see you. And then she goes, well, let's talk about your body of work. And he's like, well, Let's let's talk about my body. <laughs> she's like, and she's like, oh, Bill, and she's, and he's oh, just no. just responds. That. He goes, he goes, you know, back in the day when people would say, you know, let's talk about your body of work, and I'd say, yeah, let's talk about it. They go, oh, Bill, 
not oh Bill. She goes, that's how old I've gotten in this business. It's no, it's no, it's no fun for me anymore. I was like, Bill, you still got it, dude. You still got you it. Still you got still got it. TJ Hooker he to was, the end of time. He, and he was, I think, at the time he was probably what seventy. I think he was seventy-five at the time. Right. So that was about we, ten when years. We ago. talked to him. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's like eighty-six ago. then. He's still, he's still going strong. Full he's of got a mind like a vinegar. He's still a steel trap. The guy has yeah. got a mind like you wouldn't believe. Well, I saw him live. Uh, what, doing songs? Do a one-man show. Yeah. No, he didn't he... sing, thank God. No. <laughs> but Lucy in the sky with, with diamonds. diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> All right, Scott, you got any stories? Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Well, we were talking about the Nintendo 64. I want to talk yes. about that because you are got some, you're doing stuff on YouTube with the Nintendo 64. Yeah, let's I'm, talk about the layman's yeah. video gamer. I love that. Well, Another amazing podcast. It's not just uh, Nintendo 64. However, I was yeah. telling you before we started here is that that's quickly become one of my favorite consoles of all time. Which you, trivia, you didn't own back I was, in the day. I did Ooh. not own it back in the well, day. I was, I, had I was a Sega guy. I did have the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, but I stopped after those. But uh, yeah, so I've got a, a YouTube channel at the moment that's yeah. called The Layman Video Gamer. Got it. And uh, basically I unbox, I literally, not, I'm not exaggerating, right. I literally get a package or two a day. Wow. Video games. Right. Uh, my wife hates me. Sure. Because of all the money I spend Understood. on it. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. And you would think, you know, these are old games. They'd cost, you know, a little fraction right. of, a, you know, no. five, three, four dollars, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just bought a game the other day that was uh, $600. So... Great. You've Googled sold your it. first it's, child. You <laughs> no. don't even have your child yet, but it's, you're already selling them. It is insane what, what the prices what are. What game was that? This was for the the really bad defunct uh, Sega 32X. Do you remember the Sega yeah, 32X? Yeah, yeah. Why would anybody want to buy a game like that for $600? It's horrible. It's a, it's a Spider-Man game. And the oh, reason yeah. it costs so much is because, A, it's really bad. Yeah. And, B, because they didn't make a lot of them. And if you can get it in really good shape and complete, mm-hmm. meaning all the pamphlets are still in there, and it did you get it that really way? Good shape, and I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, it's sweet. actually in a nice little case, nice uh, porcelain case. Sweet. Wow. But it's uh, it's an expensive one, and I could probably sell that for about a thousand dollars. Let me ask okay, you a question. So there's an upside. There's a profit there. Yeah. Oh yeah. What platform does that one play on? Just a, Sega 32X. Oh, so you have that platform too? I have. I, I've been to your house, and you've got like every platform imaginable. Well, not every one of them, but I have 18 consoles. Jiminy Cricket. 18 classic and present 18, day consoles. That's correct. That's correct. I mean, you were the first person I knew to have a PlayStation 4. I was there roughly a day or so after you got it, I thought, right? Yeah, actually, you can go to 10 Reasons Why show. We talked about it earlier, and I have a video of me standing in line waiting for the PlayStation 4. I've seen it. And uh, unboxing it and playing it. That was kind of like the uh, the start of it all, really. Love that. But, Uh, uh, yeah, so I have have from, from the Atari up to... PS4. And this is all wow. featured on your channel. You play them, you unbox them, you play them. Yeah, so I my videos are basically one one ga- I'll do one unboxing right. a day and then I'll play it, review it and then let you guys know what it costs, why you should get it or why you shouldn't get it. And um if you're a collector, it's a, it's an awesome show. Even if you're not a collector and you just love games, right. Go check it out. I'm I'm bringing it up here now. What is it called? What is it called again? The Layman Video Gamer. Oh, I see. And yeah. you can I, also yeah, I got it there. Sorry. Yeah. I typed something else in. I got <laughs> lay. Don't type in lay wrong <laughs> on the internet. You'll get something up. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's yeah, man. The Nintendo 64 is an all timer to me, as oh it gosh. is for a lot of people. I was raised on the Commodore 64, so my parents. <laughs> Same here. Right. You have one C prompt, load prompt, all that HTML yeah. code you had to type back in the oh day. Gosh. It was actually basic, whatever it was. You, you were I'm a little techie. You, you had a little bit more money than me. I had the Commodore VIC-20. Oh, oh yeah. VIC-20. Oh, well, we are lower middle class lifestyles. Yes. Did afford us the luxury of the Commodore Atari right. 2600 was mine first one. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, we didn't have that, but my dad... He's and, a computer guy, though. Yeah, my dad oh. and late uncle uh, at the time, like they both got in the 64, and they would just trade games and my uncle at the time lived down here in Eagle Rock I lived in my hometown of Royal Grande and every time they'd meet up once a year it was just like we'd leave my uncle Nick's house with 40 discettes some true floppy disks and each one had 50 games on it those were the days you know you had to be really creative back then to get an entire game on a little 
what is it like a hundred kilobytes? Yeah, three hundred and fifty kilobytes. Yeah, it was. It was or three point five megabytes. That's right. Uh, I yeah. wouldn't even think it was that much. I don't even know if that no, was that it was much, the, but, the, but towards the yeah. end, towards the end, yeah, they were wow. like three and a half megabytes. And you got a whole game on a couple of those discs. <laughs> yeah, like a whole, like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I had. I remember there were some games we'd get, and like, like I don't know, um, it's probably not accurate, but like 10th Frame by Epics, which was put out a lot of sports games, and it was a bowling game. It's like you'd get my, we bought that one new. We didn't get a copy of it. And well, it came in you the were upper yeah. middle class. Yeah, upper middle class. <laughs> upper, upper, upper lower, lower middle Upper lower class. middle class. <laughs> um, we had like, there was like three discs in that package for one game. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. You know? Well, do you remember Wing Commander? I do. I got it, and it came in floppies, and there was like 20 of them in yeah. a box. It was like 20 discs. And, yeah. and again, oh, yeah. we're it took like three days to load it up. The old-style uh, uh, floppy discs that were legitimately like th- three by five inches and would could be used a good fan. I'd <laughs> say, if you, do you still have your old Commodore 64? No, no, my, my dad does not. No. Oh. I don't know what I still have it. my Atari 1040. Yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's the first and only computer that ever came geared for musicians. It had right. MIDI in and out on board. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the actual uh, MIDI in and out uh, connectors. Mm-hmm. Damn you, now I'm going to have to go get it. If you, know get what, it if you know what MIDI is, it's a musical instrument digital interface. It was <laughs> invented in the early 80s, and it allowed you to have different synthesizers and keyboards and drum machines to talk to each other into a computer right. and synchronize. So you could have all this great stuff we have out now. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting edge technology That's for right. a flock yeah, of seagulls. Cutting fresh. That's right. And I ran here the Napsack Files radio <laughs> network. Um, yeah, Commodore 64 so was away. great. Uh, so I didn't, uh, when all my friends in the late mid to late 80s had that Nintendo, I would not. Had. I go to my friend Sean's house to play Bases Loaded or Double Dribble oh, or Mario. I love those. Didn't have that those. system. So it was uh, about 93, 94. I got the Sega Genesis because remember, 94 NHL hockey, one of the best oh, games of all time. It is. Totally Get it on great. Sega CD. It's yeah. even better. Yeah, I, had, I did have it on CD. And then oh, yeah. uh, my friend Blair, Blair Smith, went off to the military and gave me his Nintendo 64, which is the crazy. very one you see sitting in that box over here in my living room. And that was about 1995. And so I grabbed that and played that, and I've had that ever since. That literally looks like it's only been opened like once or twice. I am a bit of, uh, my girlfriend will tell you, she'll call me a, a what's the phrase, hoarder. Um, <laughs> I feel I'm a collector. Collector. So uh, that's stayed in, that's traveled with me through 20 years of L.A. That's pretty darn yeah. good. That looks really, Has, really good. Now, it hasn't been played since about 2002 or three. Uh, when I well, live with my roommates in Canoga Park. I will say this. It's going to be it, – it's tough to play anything uh, that's prior to something like a Nintendo 64 because right. a lot of those were connecting through like an RF cable. Yes. And uh, a lot of them only have mono I'm I channel. am afraid because I got this brand new TV over here because <laughs> yeah. I myself am, am lower, upper, upper <laughs> lower middle class. Um, but I'm, I'm, I pulled the 64 off the shelf tonight in my, in my closet and I'm going to try to hook it up. All and right. We'll see what's going to go. You on. and I will be playing that at yeah. some point. Well, I'll go, at the very maybe least, not tonight, but we will be playing. Very least, we'll go over to your uh, and we'll put it on your channel, right? Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and here's the thing, though. So this is this is why it's so hard to collect for video games right. today because of the, the fact that I was just telling you a lot of these games aren't really a lot of these old consoles aren't compatible with mm. HDMI or or digital. Big screen, flat screen TVs. They're right. they're the CRVs. You know, you could plug it into the yeah the tubes. There are converters, little right. So so you have adapters. to go. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's hard because you have to go buy the adapters. You got to go buy the splitters. You got to right. go buy the HDMI. You know, well the if you own AD Apple products, HDMI. you're used to that. Yeah, <laughs> well that's true. That's true. But it, it does get quite expensive. I've I've literally spent. Fifteen to twenty thousand dollars on games. Wow! Great googly movies. And you're still married. I know. I know. Although, I, know. I mean, I know your wife. I know she's a great lady, but now I have more respect for. Her. <laughs> she's a she's a great lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to say that. I think it's in the contract. No. Yeah. As do you, Studio in the Garage, man. It's good. You both that's are true. doing well. It's true. Well, you know, that's why we stopped 
shooting everybody or, or Ten Reasons Why shows right. because the, uh, the wife wanted her parking space back. <laughs> I mean, it's a good reason. <laughs> it's a good reason. I don't blame uh, her for one second. Yeah. Uh, you guys are a lot of fun to talk to, so we're going to do this again. And uh, Scott, definitely want to play some video games with Absolutely. you here. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming out here to Burbank, uh, California, the Knapsack Files Studios. Uh, but here it's time to plug all the wonderful things you guys have done and are doing. So give it again, guys, where we can find everything, where you can be followed and all that good stuff. Well, you can find Everybody Has a Story on trendpunk.com. Right. T-R-E-N-D, T-R-E-N-D, punk.com. You can also go find... Designated Drinker. Designated Drinker on there as well. If you're an alcoholic, you can listen to that. Or if you're not, if you just... If if you just want to know everything there is about every minutiae of microbrewing... That's Do the it. show to listen to. <laughs> uh, and, of course, uh, I'll pit my own, The Layman Video Gamer. Yeah, you can absolutely. Go to, uh, YouTube, just just do a keyword search, The Layman Video Gamer. And then you can find me on Instagram, at Layman Video Gamer. You can find me on Twitter, at Layman Gamer. Right. Uh, and we do have a link to Layman Video Gamer on TrendPunk.com. Okay. That's true. That's true. Love it. Yeah, we do. Love so, it. yeah, and then 10ReasonsWhyShow.com, we have a website for that. If you guys want to go check that out, that's got a lot of cool stuff on there. It's entertainment, tech, mm-hmm. and uh, even some uh, supernatural stuff. Yeah. Supernatural stuff, aliens, uh, a lot of, and lot like of I said, science reports. And we've got to give, uh, we got to give a shout-out. We're going to do a video soon for 10 Reasons Why Show because of our milestone. We just hit our 10,000 subscribers, love so it. we got to do a video for that. 10,000 dupes. Uh, I mean, uh, <sighs> love it. So, yeah, so uh, those, are, those, are the, those are the shows. So glad I've known you guys both now for a long time since the uh, heady days of those guys. Uh, back uh, near the turn of the century, kids were making web series, web-based television programs. And that's the other thing, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys yeah, will those have guys. a new episode of Those Guys. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you know you can tell your viewers I when love that, that comes out. I love that. I'll, put, I'll throw that up there, too, on some of my stuff there, guys. Uh, appreciate you coming on into the Knapsack Files. Like I said, uh, out there, if you're listening, Knapsack Files is on Facebook. Like us there. We're on Stitcher, Podomatic. Uh, I'll figure out Google Play one of these days. I got to get that RSS feed to work on there. It's just impossible. I'm an old dumb man. I need a young kid to teach me how to do it. Uh, but don't forget, we have the Patreon page, patreon.com slash the knapsack files. Very close to reaching uh, my goal of uh, 75 supporters, which leads me to uh, redesign some of the uh, branding and logos here. That's the goal up there. Check out the page if you want. No need to, though. I'll be here for you regardless. So for Scott, Sam, and the guy who farted himself to death. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the Knapsack Files. Goodbye.